night. It's Friday night. Oh, yes, it's Friday night. Oh, what a night. It's Friday night. It's a whole kind of special <laughs> tired on a Friday night. I know. End of the week. Yes. So for this podcast, I'm going to attempt, rather than ramble, after this moment. <laughs> yes. To be very direct. Great. I will be very direct and assertive. This sounds like it's going to be fun. <laughs> okay, uh, everybody, welcome back to Let's Talk About Cheers, where, as always... Where everybody knows your your lane is the alternative title or subhead. This is going to be delicious. <laughs> Please don't be... I don't have <laughs> for this bit. What do you mean? The king of bits needs to... Can't crack a beer on a Friday night and just not do that bit. Okay. okay. Uh, I, Why would that be hard? Because you'd have to pull more weight? Uh, well, uh, how, how does one yes and a man who only speaks in short declarative sentences? <laughs> I thought you'd like that, me being very direct. So the first episode, <laughs> uh, in uh, we have three cheerses. We had three cheerses to watch tonight, and then we're going to watch um, the... T- two-part season finale right after this uh and we're gonna have a special guest on tomorrow to talk about those two episodes showdown yes, part one walking showdown encyclopedia part of cheers yeah. mr television patrick mccarthy you'll hear his story tomorrow yeah but or next week uh, or next week yes so we yeah, have a little yes. temporal issue on this yeah. show uh but we watched <laughs> uh three episodes tonight which were um i would say Two of them were sticky. Two of them were. Sh- well, I wouldn't say that 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 pick a con any con was sticky. I know. Okay. Those weren't the two. So I was you thought about. Uh, the Boston, uh, the the yeah, contest, no contest one was, was sticky. Yeah, but we'll get to that okay. in a second. Okay. okay. I'm interested to hear that. So real uh, quick, the recap. Uh, no contest is an episode uh, where Diane is entered, uh, unbeknownst to her into the Boston Barmaid Contest, which had been going for 45 years in Boston, which would have made it have started in 1938. <laughs> when women were women. Woo. Men were men. Yeah. And uh, and so she gets very upset and writes herself on a couple of note cards, basically a feminist manifesto designed to destroy the contest. But things keep coming up, and she keeps waiting for a greater and greater opportunity to give her speech. And then, of course, she wins the contest... And finds out she gets a trip to Bermuda, and totally disobeys all her principles. Acts like a like a beauty contest, like a beauty winner. contest winner. My, so my question then, for after that summary, yeah, and when you say you find that one sticky, and I, I don't don't necessarily disagree, is the reason you find it sticky because do you feel like the whole episode existed just because they knew they wanted to do that bit at the end where she betrayed her ideals and acted I, like a beauty queen winner uh, and was like, woo, yeah. I also think that what I love about Diane is she's in an ordinary world and she's the extraordinary person. Right. And I don't so much love that this episode was taking the thing that makes her extraordinary, which is her total sense of agency and humor and but like dead on sense of I don't want to say feminism, but just a right. like strong sense of self. Right. And uh, using that as the bit. Right, right. Which is to say that which makes her great is what makes her not fit in in this right. beauty contest. Right. And right. so you don't need to 
revolve the whole episode around her superpower and then right. demean it. Anyway, that's not funny. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I want to start off instead with talking about a moment that I had at the top of this episode that like struck me like a dagger to the heart, uh-huh. which is not what you might expect, which is uh, a guy walks into Cheers, white hair, big nose, sits down at the bar. Oh, Tip O'Neill. Uh Okay, it's Tip O'Neill. And if you don't know who Tip O'Neill is, it's because we're really old. So Tip O'Neill was Speaker of the House of Representatives for many, many years. He's a Boston Democrat, right? Yeah, I had no idea that would mean anything to you. Well, here's why. Well, it means a lot to me, too, because Tip O'Neill was the art of the deal in terms of the real deal of negotiating yes, things yes. in the House of Representatives. Wrote and he a book represented, called All Politics is Local. Yeah, but he, he represented to me, in this moment, right now, watching it on a Friday night, he represented, like, it's like the ghost of fucking Congress past. Yes, he was, he was Speaker of the House. He got But things, he worked with the Republicans. He worked with the Republicans. They and, made deals. Yeah. And he was this still was a fiery Reagan. Democrat, you know? Yes, right. during Reagan. But he was... Able to work with Reagan. Wait, can I know? have my emotional moment about this? No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you didn't want to, it yet, Sander. I was oh, trying wait. to. I was trying to tell you that it made me really sad. I, I would have been assertive, guy. You would have heard less from me. I know. Um, how about we come to a nice neutral detente? <laughs> it made me sad because it was a time capsule of a time that doesn't exist anymore, when Democrats and Republicans could get into a room and someone could sort of wrangle them all into getting along. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, uh, I agree with you. He <laughs> represents the uh, sadness of a bygone era. Yeah, and there he was on Cheers, which was remarkable. Uh, also, because it's still the first season and they're already getting the House Speaker of the House of Representatives as like a as a cameo. Although Trump is kind of incredible. Really coming around to the guy. <laughs> what? I'm really coming around to the guy. How can you not, right? To Tip O'Neill? No, Trump. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Anyway. He's even invaded our Cheers podcast. I know. But He's no, here. but it really, it really was a moment um, that struck me. Anyway. And like you said, that they could get at the end of season one, they had enough pull to get somebody like that, you know, to come yeah. on the show. The a, a very a very famous speaker of the house. Yeah. So uh, uh, on this week in Sam sexual harassment, which I finally <laughs> spelled it out, and the acronym is TWISH. TWISH. <laughs> Our moment of TWISH. There were three. There were three. I counted three. In just this episode. Yeah. It was, I don't remember any of them, but you remember one. Uh, I only remember one from the the, the middle one, the, uh, the con pick a con, but... Uh, no, there were three in this one. Anyway, we'll leave it to you, the watcher, the watcher behind the podcast wall uh, to figure out which ones they are. But they were like really uh, there was one that was really like just small one line. Yeah. Uh, not that clever. I want to have they're sex not with that you clever. Jokes. Yeah. That's the thing. Like they, yeah. they didn't have any heat behind them. They were just yeah. sort of like written in there. To, yeah. I figure it was uh, just the woman that wrote them. Yeah. This episode was written by a woman. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It's Friday night. All my defenses are down. <laughs> uh, the woman who wrote this. Heidi Perlman. Her name it? is Heidi Perlman. And she has written a number of episodes in the first season. And I imagine that her time in the Cheers writers room was totally not uh, terrifying at all. Um, Any she, relation to Rhea Perlman? That's a good question. Hold on. 
Editing. Holding. Editing. Holding. Pause. Holding. Uh, so her first job was on Cheers. Uh, then she went to Tracy Ullman, Frazier, George Carlin show. Oh, there you go. She's the younger sister of Cheers actress Rhea Perlman. Oh, wow. And has had quite a career, it seems. And has had quite a career. So uh, I think that's awesome. And uh, she uh, writes a really good episode. So a rather unremarkable episode, except yeah. for the ending bit in which Diane went crazy, like she was uh, winning uh, uh, the Price is Right, jumping around. Uh, the exact uh, opposite of the mission that she set out to do, which was to denounce the contest. Uh, and uh, I, I believe there was another Sam and Diane sit down moment at the end of the show after she felt bad for. Uh, it didn't have any juice. No, that, I don't think that one ideals. had juice. Well, yeah, it was just a sort of like, I don't think you bet betrayed yourself. You, you, Everybody does that every now and again. And. That, well, didn't she say like, well, I I have changed a bit in this bar. Like, yeah, it, it felt a little on the nose, actually. Yeah, she was like, it was I, a little bit like uh, I, I suppose I have to thank you, Sam. And he was like, I'll go to Bermuda with you. And uh, uh, I promise, I promise. And she, I, I, I'll be a perfect gentleman. And her final response was, then forget it. Which in a weird way seemed kind of out of character for Diane. Yeah. It was like for the sake of the bit. So, yeah, OK. So two out of the three of these episodes rating probably at the mid to lower mark of, yeah. of the cheer season. But the next episode, pick a con, any con is a whole different ball of wax because that one, the, the short story is it turns out there's a guy that coach has been playing cards with for a while. And, uh, it seems like just two old nice guys playing gin. But what it turns out is that one of them has been conning coach out of like $8,000 since February and uh, so they're all really mad about that so they whoa <laughs> Jenny almost fell off the chair it's Friday here, here, here at the bar almost fell off her I've bar had stool a, I've had a whole Mexican coke I'm <laughs> crazy high um, I meant on the coke uh, <laughs> I meant on the coke <laughs> words it's Words are hard. Do you understand what you just said, right? I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just. I'm really high. Oh, I, I meant on the coke. <laughs> a cola from Mexico that has real sugar. Oh, the in coke it. from Mexico. Oh, <laughs> We're in a what, 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 Jenny? You don't even want to be. <laughs> I want to go to bed. A what, I'm what, so what? We tired. tried to explain a few episodes ago. I, I won't be able to do it justice tonight. But Jenny and I coined it from one of the specs that me and my writing partner wrote. Where you try to have a number of reveals, uh, it was uh, a, a number of reveals that you've been setting up the whole script. And let's say you have five or so characters, and with each line we had in this particular scene a different reveal. Like a person says a line, and a person says what, and another person responds to that what with a line. I was just doing this, and then another person that reveals something to them, and they say what, but, but, but no, no, I was just doing this. What? But no, no, but I was just doing this. What? But I was just doing this. What? And all the secrets of the script are revealed. Cheers has very similar moments to that yeah they're, they're like they're like lincoln logs stacked yeah. up and that what jenny just did actually was just a, to me a mini version of that which was uh fell up my bar stool i'm feeling high that night i'm sorry i'm sorry i meant from the coke the, 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 the coke from mexico <laughs> from the mexican coke but, yeah 
Uh, anyway, so they bring in the one con artist that they know, uh, which is Harry, who's Harry Anderson, who later went on to star in Night Court. And, and this is the first episode where he is beyond just a bit player. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, you can see his star power oh right away. God, He's yeah. such a natural. He's so good. And so they make a deal that Harry will con this guy out of the money in a poker game, a late night poker game. And so they go through the poker game and Harry, it turns out, has been conning with the with the old guy. What's his name? Do you remember George? George. George, Yeah, that was his name. And uh, so then they get George. They. It's so complicated. They, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they say to George, I can't believe it. You had a back deal going with Harry. You took all my money. We're not going to let you out of here. We're, you're going to take that money from you. And George is like, oh, really? If so, I'll tell the authorities about your poker game and you'll lose your liquor license. And so they were kind of at, a, at an impasse. And George, uh, they, they hatched a plan. And they're like, well, 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 nobody says we can't take Harry's share of the money of the con. And so George was like, oh, okay, I could be a part of that. We'll get the rest of the money from Harry. Do you think you could beat Harry? And George was always sort of portrayed in this episode as a as a big time con like in Arizona uh, you know a national con yeah, and like Harry a, was more like of a local a con, con so it was a point of pride and he said yeah sure we can do it uh, we'll just have a sign I can have a three queens up my sleeve at any time and I can have a three queens a hand of three queens coach uh, just let me know when Harry you'll stand behind him and let me know when Harry uh, can't beat three queens and they decided that a coach would rub his nose uh, 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 when that event occurred, uh, except uh, a coach almost immediately itched his nose and <laughs> couldn't stop saying, uh, I- I- I'm sorry, I just have to point out, I was scratching my nose. Yes, yes, I, I saw it, coach. No, no, I was scratching my nose because it was itchy. Uh, it was itchy. My nose was itchy. Yeah, we get it. That's like sort of right. comedy. And uh, in the end, uh, it turned, it, it seemed like Harry Law, uh, 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 or rather uh, Harry... Wait, what happened after that? It is hard, hard it is to get hard. to. Yeah. Basically, they conned the con artist. Yes. So they went all yes, in yes. Harry, with all the money, and then Harry... Harry had... beat George. And yeah. at that point, they thought they had all left. They had all lost because they were tr- all trying to win Harry's share. Yeah. He, and Harry ran out the bar. He was like, you'll never see me again, Malone. You know, And you really felt like, uh-oh, well, they poor Coach. Coach was kind of sad. George, who had lost his bankroll, all the money that he won from Coach, all the money that he had because it was an epic game, yelled at Coach, demeaned him, made him feel bad. You stupid, silly old man. I should have never trusted you. Nobody should. And Coach looked like he was crying. But it turned out Coach was laughing because he and Harry had cut a side deal to bilk George of his money, and they had all gotten their money back. And uh, it was a very funny This Week in Coach moment. It was a really good episode. Do you remember the This Week in Coach moment? Yes. They were trying to work out how the con worked, and Sam was like, so you did this, and then you did that? And Coach was like, no, 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 it's much more complicated than that. Then Harry goes, no, 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 it's exactly how it happened. That's, oh, that was, a, yeah. that's how it happened. <laughs> exactly. It's a good, it was it was a good coach, bit. Yeah. Um, and I love that episode because you got to see, like, the, the character of Harry on that show is sometimes, like, a little goofy and then mm-hmm. disappears. But here you sort of got to see him as an expert. So yeah. he was an expert con man, a local Boston con, but really like ha- you got to see that little dark flash of anger and and I don't know. His like, point of pride in his profession. Point of pride in his like, profession and and, 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 and and teaming up with the chaotic neutral guy. Uh-huh. And it was really like I found that to be the best episode, even though it was in some ways – Again, a little plotty. 
plot right. to eat. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up chaotic neutral because you're right. Uh, uh, Harry in that episode represented like the Hindu of the Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. right? Yes. Because you couldn't really trust them. He steals yeah. money from people all the time. Stole money from Sam, Diane, everybody yeah. in the bar. In the very episode, he stole money, little amounts from people by doing these very funny, uh, if you've saw it, you've seen uh, uh, kind of mini cons. Uh, so they had no reason to trust him, but they had to team up with him. Yeah. And I always like an, uh, a situation like that. So for me, it was weird. That one was actually like the, even though it had like a high profile concept and two con men was the most grounded of the three. It's true. It's very true. I mean, uh, any episode that, that, that heavily features coach is great. Yeah. But the, the uh, overall, these three episodes were pretty heavy on the shtick. Yes. Or the yes. plot, like the, the sitcom plot you said it well yes i mean the barmaid won a little i i thought the the the, the plot structure was quite sophisticated for the con episode yes, you know very but but for the the final one yes. which was called uh please stand by someone single someone blue someone single someone blue uh i, I found that to be very very sitcom-y and basically the premise, just saying it, you can hear how kind of sticky it is. Diane's mom arrived on scene, which is very odd to have a mother in a first season of a yeah. show. The character, I, I, I would bet, I, I would bet they regretted that. Honestly, having her mom be appear then because it's something that they could have uh, bilked later on when they knew how huge Sam and Diane would become. Right. They could have used that mother character to greater effect later. But they used it in a one-app, one-off episode, uh, where essentially it was uh, the mom was going to lose her entire fortune because long ago, uh, her uh, her dead husband, how Diane's father, had a clause in his will that said that if Diane wasn't married ten uh, years after that clause was put into the will, the mom would lose all of her money and the estate, and so Diane needed to. Uh, uh, get married temporarily in order for her mom to keep her money. And there was even like a Jeeves driver. Yes, ma'am. I'll be yeah. standing here, ma'am. The kind of uh, characters you usually see in an improv, you know, like, yeah. like which are just very, very sort of broadly drawn characters. So uh, it, it wasn't a great episode. But yeah, the thing I loved about it <clears throat> was Diane's mom was played by Glynis Johns who that name may not be familiar to you, but anyone who's ever seen the movie Mary Poppins, she's Mrs. Banks. Mm -hmm. So there is a uh, delicious irony of a woman whose major song in the movie is uh, Sister Suffragette. And you can never forget how she sings it because it's like cast off the shock of yesterday shoulder <laughs> to shoulder into the fray look at my wife not your not your average cheers fan no <laughs> and, but it's like it's it's actually they did this on purpose i swear to god because the line is our daughters daughters will adore us <laughs> I love and this. they'll I love sing this. in grateful chorus and it's all about women's suffrage and getting the vote and being independent women and all this stuff and then she basically played someone that forced her daughter into an arranged marriage to keep her money and it was like that that, that was not an accident but that, she that, was really that, that smart casting and she it, good within that plot she did really well yeah. there wasn't any even the driver like yeah there wasn't any bad acting in it it was just a little a uh, kind of a you, you, you could just, feel the like, wheels the heavy wheels moving yeah it was very creaky and if you think plot. about it you could have just had an episode where diane's mom came 
to visit Cheers and played off the situation of this very wealthy woman and her butler or her driver coming into the bar. Yes. Like yeah, in you, an you, earlier episode of season one, that would have been enough. You didn't really need the device. And in, in some ways, it, it's, it felt like the device was just angling to well, get Sam and Diane into another moment where they would almost feel love for each other and then yeah. start to argue, which but it quite honestly is still always great to see. Yeah. But it, no, <laughs> but, but it like, was too much. Like you, it's like you felt it was unearned. Yeah. It's like I would much rather have like one of them crying about a cat and the other one. Yes. Right. We've like seen it done so moment. well yeah, that, that this when we see like it done in a sitcom way, it's it's this why are you like going a, there again? Yeah. This felt like a show that was starting to get some critical acclaim. And then all of a sudden the development executives came downstairs and were like, I have an idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or had a great idea for the finale and had only one left and they had run out of things. So they did right. this. Although you don't blow a guest character like that if it's not well thought out. So that's a big question mark. What happened with that episode? Yeah. I would definitely probably put it in that episode in the bottom three of of the season yeah. uh, and we'll talk about that more after the finale you know which how we rank them and stuff but yeah but uh so that was this week was there was there any uh uh, uh this week in uh, uh what was it twish oh <laughs> you know this, this week in sam sexual harassment it was just all floating around there like uh i can't remember specifically which ones they were but they were just the kind that we were like Okay, we get it. But there was nothing egregious. It was just like Yeah. It it, it was just the 80s. This week in coach uh only thing I can really remember is Diane's mom introducing herself to coach and co- saying uh you can call him coach, you can call him Ernie Pantuso, or you could call me by my nickname, Red. Oh, they called you Red because you had red hair? No, because I read a book. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But but uh, I could tell that's your fake laugh. That's <laughs> calling you out. I was thinking about Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, I can't always. I know Jenny's fake laugh. None that's of a, you do. Th- that's, that is a penalty for being married for too long. <laughs> yeah. I know your time delay laugh. What Meaning when I'm thinking about something else and then I start to laugh. When no, I catch you up fake the laugh, and then three seconds later, you really laugh because the Ooh, TiVo in your brain has caught up. That's interesting. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. You have one of those. I, I want that We're pointed like, out. <laughs> and then three <laughs> seconds later, go, <laughs> I do have that. You I do, do have, have that. that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Where I'm I, I'm sort of easing it along with the fake laugh, and then I, I, I realize what oh, the joke is, yeah. and I laugh. That's true. That's Sometimes true. the TiVo is like on really like on a five-second delay, and I have to like bang on the table and go... That was funny. <laughs> and then you spool the rack and you're like, oh, yeah, that was funny. And you, know. <laughs> I love the, you were the first one to discover my TiVo brain. Matt has a TiVo brain. It it, is it goes for at least 15 seconds. It does 15 go for at least 15 lag seconds. If it needs it. He's so deep down the rabbit hole of his own brain <laughs> that you can say a whole sentence. He'll not hear you at all. And you just wait. You just wait it out. Wait it out. <laughs> And then he comes back and he's like, has the conversation with you about it. It's, yeah. you, you guys should come too over many, sometime. Too many, too many foul balls off the too head. Too many foul balls <laughs> off the head. Uh, so, yeah. So those are three episodes where it was clearly like, let's see. How many, what number of episodes actually are these? Uh, right. So by now we're up to, with that one, episode 20. So they've done 20 episodes. Yeah, in, two from more left. September 30th, 82 up to that someone single someone blue aired on March 3rd. So that's that's a lot of episodes of a very highly written very 
like physically complicated TV show, and they looked a little exhausted. So the yeah, concepts who, got a little more broad. Be? And and uh, in terms of act, and they weren't getting it. Well, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But like uh, uh, in actual time, we have been doing this what a week? Yeah, we we banged out a season in a week. This yeah, busy week. But Crazy. that's only because but everybody had to will hit. be hearing this the, this week that I'm talking about. People listening will hear over like six weeks. Six weeks from seven weeks from now. Oh, so they won't hear the Patrick episode for, for nine. Well, weeks. people listening to this will hear it <laughs> in a week. But time, people, time, but people time. who are listening who have only listened to, to the only one that exists right now will, will, in seven weeks, right? Dun, 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 I, th- dun, dun, I, I thought you said okay. you was okay, Spider. <laughs> you said you was okay, Spider. So yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to the season finale because I've heard quite a bit about it. Um, I have. I will save my final thoughts. And it's not even the best. Se- it's an amazing season finale, but in Cheers. I would say it's probably only ranks like third in season finales. Oh, really? Yeah, as far as being amazing. All right. I guess we're going to go watch it right now. Nice chatting with you about Cheers. Cast off the shackles <laughs> of yesterday. <laughs> shoulder to shoulder into the fray. Don't fall over again. Don't <laughs> fall over. <laughs> Uh, Have more Mexican you guys, uh, Coke from Mexico. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Mary Poppins. Good night.